All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds. You're probably hearing this on a Thursday, which means you know that we are here on a hockey podcast, which means I am joined by friend of the show, Joe Wilson. Joe told me beforehand he was excited, so let's see if anything's changed. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Tim. How are you? I'm glad to hear nothing's changed in the past 10 minutes. So I'm also doing great. Uh, I could be doing better with, you know, we have some sad news for us Islanders fans, which we're going to get to in a second. That would be called a tease for the people at home. Um, But first, we have some things that we need to take care of. We have a little fan base here. It seems, you know, we got about 15 consistent people. So thank you for coming back. If you're a consistent listener, give us a share. Tell your friends, tell your parents, whatever, you know, tell anyone you want. Just tell them. Uh, so things we need to do. Number one, first and foremost, would be follow Beak Brands on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know the deal. We're on social media. That's where you can interact with me and Joe as well. And all of our, you know, Beak Brands family members. Number two, you can find all of the content on the website. That would be written pieces and the podcast at beakbrands.com. Obviously, we have all of our sports stuff is there, so check that out. And number three would be make sure you subscribe and or follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And what we're also going to need you to do, if you like this, we're going to need you to rate and review us, especially on Apple. All right, So we want to grow our audience with your help. So you could help us by sharing. You could also help us by rating and reviewing. If you want to give us five stars, that would be great. If you want to give us one star, I mean, not as great, but, you know, we could take positive and negative feedback here. That's what me and Joe are good at. So rate and review, tell your friends, hook us up, speak to the Beak podcast. That's our third thing. All right, Joe, I'm ready to go. You're ready to go. The people listening that here have to hear this every single week are probably like, all right, let's do it. So we're here. We got a couple of things to open up the show with, and then we're also going to talk, do a little, you know, puck out of here. I puck with it. That's a that's a fan favorite segment. We got some trophy tracker, and of course, we have our bets of the week. So let's start at the top there. Like I said before, at the very very beginning of this podcast, we got some bad news for us Islanders fans out here. Islanders announced today: Anders Lee undergoing surgery for a torn ACL. He will be out for the season. Obviously, big blow to the Islanders, Joe, but do you think they can maintain the high level of play they've been playing at without him deep into the playoffs, or is this like a nail-in-the-coffin type thing? Um, This situation um, can go either way, depending on if they get like a rental or a player that can replace him during the season. Right now, as the roster sits, yeah. It is a nail in the coffin. He's a huge part of the first line. Really just the captain of the team just gets everything going, really. Him and Matt Barzell, great line combination. He uh, was tied with Brock Nelson for the team leading goals with 12. And, yeah, for him gone for the rest of the season, they're going to need to make up some of the production and leadership that he brings to the table. Yeah, I think the other thing about Andrews Lee, you know, specifically him, the Islanders don't really have another guy 
what that plays like him, but has the talent that he does. Like, yeah, they have goons that stand in front of the net, but like he's a talented goon who stands in front of the net. So do you think they have someone on the roster that they could kind of plug in there to replace that? I don't think they do. I don't think they do either. Like the fourth line, like they're a bunch of goons. They're like a <laughs> bunch of active fellas, but like they don't have the same skill set that Anders did. It's really tough to see it gone for the rest of the season. All right. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I agree also with Joe said with if they don't make a move, it's a wrap. They just don't have enough scoring to replace what he brought. He's also a solid defender on top of it. Um, so real quick, I know we're going to save our trade deadline stuff, but do you think there's someone out there that you really want the Islanders to go get? Because now they have $7 million in cap space to play with since Lee is done for the year. If you're new to the hockey thing, they kind of give you cap space back. So what are you thinking? <clears throat> Me, personally, I want Richard Raquel from the Ducks because he's only going for – 3.5 mil a year even and he's still young and he has another year on his contract so he wouldn't just be a rental and he could like play for us next season as well but like like a dream player to get would be like forsberg i'd yeah. say <laughs> that'd be huge <laughs> i don't think <laughs> the islanders sick. have what it takes to pull that off no shot but that'd be <laughs> sick. <laughs> well at least joe knows he's living in fantasy land with that i know raquel would be a good pickup I would give it another seven to 10 days to really see who's going to be a seller at the deadline. Uh, obviously, Buffalo is going to be selling, and they have a bunch of talented guys who can okay. score, but are they going to trade them to us? I don't know. They could. be real nice of them. That would be real nice of them. And speaking of Buffalo, that's kind of our next point here. They finally fired their coach, Ralph Kruger, after their 12, 12th straight loss. Uh, it's about time. I know I saw I sent Joe this little picture of a newspaper clipping that in the NHL power rankings, this one newspaper from the Buffalo area had Buffalo ranked as the worst team in the league, which is not a surprise. The surprise was that they were behind the Seattle Kraken, who currently have zero players on their roster. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's about time that they made a move, right? It it's had an to be. atrocious, atrocious organization. He should have been fired five games ago. <laughs> I know. We don't want to turn this to a Buffalo Sabres hate podcast only, but, like, they're <laughs> really bad. It's hard not to. Hard not to hate. Yeah. They're, oh, that's, they're a tough team to watch. in their last 12. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's bad. And they have talent, though, which is, like, that's what makes it, like, not sit right with me. Like, they have dudes. It's shocking, to say the least. Like, they have – a good amount of players now this season like everyone thought this season maybe they'd turn it around and maybe make a push for the playoffs but they're just a bigger joke than last season yeah which is pretty hard to do you know normally the sequel is not as good as the original but yet here we are (laughs) (laughs) uh and then a final note as part of our open here i just want to say we talked about our stance on fighting last week we're big fans of it uh and we got to see brett ritchie absolutely concuss Jujar Kara on the spot Tuesday night. I texted Joe immediately oh after I saw it on NHL Network, and I was like, I need to obtain video of this right now. So if you didn't, you should definitely check out Richie versus Kara. It's the first thing on YouTube. This man, <laughs> he has no idea where he is. After he hits the ice, he, totally lost, seeing stars around his head. 
He gets dropped really badly. Yeah, that was that was it was a good one to watch though. One of the biggest tilts so far in the NHL this season. You know, in a while too. Yeah, and if you're wondering why they kind of fought, Kara uh, kind of hit someone along the boards there. Uh, you know, obviously Richie not a fan. <laughs> So, you know, he <laughs> stood up for himself and, uh, you know, got knocked out. So, you know, just be a little careful on who you're hitting. <laughs> All right. So just be careful who's on the other team there. But that's kind of, you know, major topic lines. You're probably thinking, oh, my God, they didn't say Alex Ovechkin. We're getting there. So relax. Uh, we had a couple of things here. And we're going to start with the oldest news of last week, which is after we recorded the St. Louis Blues signed Jordan Bennington to a six-year, $36 million deal. This is part of our puck out of here, or I puck with it segment. Joe knows. If you puck with it, you're obviously down with it. Puck out of here, obviously not with it. So, Joe, do you like this deal for the St. Louis Blues? This one's kind of tough because, like, I did like it the first two seasons he played, like, Last season, put up solid numbers. The first season, he put up solid numbers. But this season, he's kind of been struggling a little bit, like underachieving a lot. But they still gave it to him just to lock him up. And I was like on social media the other day, and I was like seeing a lot of comments about, oh, how Jordan Bington could be like the next Matt Murray and have like a couple solid seasons and just be like an average, mediocre player. But like maybe he's just, doing slow right now and just needs to pick it up. So I'm going to say I puck with it for right now, but if he keeps like trending downhill, then it's going to look like a bad signing for the St. Louis blues. Yeah. So the reason why I started with this question was because when I asked it to myself, I was like, wow, this is a tough question right here. So I'm going to lead with this one. So let's give you some stats. He was awesome his rookie year. Well, his his essential rookie year. I mean, he played like five games before his rookie year. So, like, whatever. You know what I mean? He had a 1.89 goals against and a 927 save percentage. However, his save percentage has gone down every year since that season. And he's currently sitting at a 2.4 goals allowed and 915 save percentage, which is not terrible. Um, like Joe said, he's not having an awesome year this year. But St. Louis is... They're not amazing, but they're not bad. You know, they're like slightly above average, I'd say. So it might not all be on him. Um, the one part I do like, I guess, is that it's good to have a Stanley Cup goalie around, don't you think? Yeah, it definitely is. That's like a huge factor, especially to win it in his season. It brings a lot of uh, confidence to the group and stuff, a lot of leadership, even as a young guy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with you on that. So I guess... If I was playing this game with Joe, I would say I I poke with it for right now, but like it's definitely a lukewarm type of thing. Uh, there's no doubt about that. All right, let's go to our second question here. We know Patrick Laine got traded, I want to say about a month ago, to the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's a super talented player, especially when the puck is on his stick. However, he has been benched two times. Since arriving in Columbus by John Tortorella, if you're a Rangers fan, you know exactly what kind of coach he is. If you don't, if you're unfamiliar with Mr. Tortorella here, he is like hardcore to the absolute max capacity. So, Joe, John Tortorella 
will straighten out Patrick Line. Um, I'm going to have to say puck out of here for that one. I just think John Tortorella likes a really gritty style play of hockey, and Patrick Line is just more of a let me sit over here on the ice and like pick a corner and shoot at it. He's like a really good shooter, really good offensive player, but his two-way game really isn't there. He seems sluggish on the defensive end. So even though he puts up good offensive stats, I know Coach Tortorella really loves his two-way players that uh play the game hard on both sides of the ice. And um, I don't think that he's going to tolerate Line um, not being good defensively for much longer. So here's the thing, right? Normally when you're a coach, and maybe one day you'll coach something. I don't coach hockey, but I do coach. You look at a player and you see if the good the good things he does outweighs the bad things he does, right? So in this case, it would be scoring and assisting, right? He only has 15 points in 21 games, and he's negative 10 on the season. So right now, not only is he not playing defense and doing the little things right, he's also not scoring at the rate you would like, which is why we're in this predicament. Yeah, he's having a really slow season so far to start, and maybe it's just a change of scenery. I know in Winnipeg he didn't really get along and have a lot of chemistry with his teammates, but he still, even in the previous seasons, would put up insane stats for someone in his situation. And then he comes over here and you expect him to be better, but he just really hasn't found his stride yet with his new team. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, But the reason I brought this one up mainly is because – I need to talk about effort. So after, like, in the press conference, like, after the game or the next day, they kind of asked him, you know, what did you think about being benched and, like, the loss in general? And he kind of gave this nonchalant answer, like, I don't know, I played pretty good. So but for me, no, nah, I'm out. I'm out on that. Big red flag. Yeah. You, especially as a pro athlete, you need to be able to take responsibility for when you're costing the team. And, like, that thing that's always stuck with me since I was a little kid was, like, that Mike Singletary interview after he, like, banished Vernon Davis to, like, the gulag out there in San Francisco. (laughs) And he went on this big rant about, like, I want players who want to win. You can't come onto the sideline after you cost a team and be nonchalant. Like, I'd rather play with 10 guys and just get penalized all the way than play with 11 when I know this guy's not, like, part of the team. I can I can pretty much say this whole press conference like word for word. So I'm not going to bore you, but I don't like, especially as a guy who's played team sports his whole life. Like I'm sure we've all played with that kid or that guy where it's like, he thinks that he has that, you know, you can start now I'm here attitude and I just can't stand it. Like you're a part of a team. You, you win together, you lose together. It sounds corny as hell. Like I'm not going to lie, but it doesn't matter how good you are if you don't buy in to what the rest of the team is trying to do. And that's my main problem with him right now. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. He's yeah. really got to turn it around. Otherwise, I don't know which team is going to want him in the league. I mean, the Islanders well, could take him. We love there's him. always going to be teams that take a chance on someone that talented. But eventually, like you said, right? At first, we thought this was a John Tortorella thing when he benched him the first time. But, like, he didn't get along with his teammates in Winnipeg. He now doesn't get along with the coach in Columbus, right? If he goes to a third team and he doesn't get along with people there, like, that's a you problem. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for you sure. know what I mean? So that, that I don't like if we're being real about it. But 
So I'm going to puck out of here with that also. I don't know if anyone can set this guy straight. I think it'll have to be eventually when he becomes a free agent and no one wants to give him big money and he realizes, like, I really goofed out here is when he might turn it around. Yeah, hopefully it's not too late. Yeah, I agree. And if it is going to be too late, please come to the Islanders first and then turn it around. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, last thing here. Alex Ovechkin passed Phil Esposito. He has now 718 goals. He scored against the Islanders in his office, just sitting around the circle, blasting one in. He is now in sole possession of sixth place. He is 13 away from fifth place, and he is currently 176 behind Wayne Gretzky. So, Joe, we're going to make this one quick and simple for you. Alex Ovechkin will eventually pass Wayne Gretzky on the all-time goals list. I puck with it. I just don't think he's going to retire until he does. He's just that type of dog. Plain and simple. So there you go. Plain and simple. That's it. All right, listen, you never know. There could have been more analysis to that. Uh, I also agree with that. He's only 35 years old, and we know most, like, really good hockey players play like until they're 40 or past that. I can't see him, like you said, hanging it up until, especially because he's like, that's his thing, scoring goals. I can't see him hanging it up if he has a chance to pass him, which he definitely does. So if he played until he was 40 and he didn't score another, he didn't score another goal the rest of this year, he would need 35.2 goals per season from here on out. I think it's safe to say, because like I said, he's 176 short. If he can put another 15 goals in this year, which is reasonable for him to put in 15 more from this point, right? If you can knock that number down to like a buck 50, he could pass him. He could pass him. For sure. And he's, I don't think he's passed those days yet where I think he still has maybe one or two, like in a full season. Like one or two 40, more, 50 like 50 goal goals. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I definitely yeah. see like another two 40 goal seasons, but I don't, like maybe one 50 goal season. 150. If he really yeah. wanted to. That'd but if he, nice. dro- if he dropped, let's say he gets 15 more this year, right? Or you know what? Let's be conservative. He gets 10 more, right? So that'll put him at 166 back. Then mm-hmm. at age 36, let's say he drops 50. He's only a hundred and change away and he's got four years pretty much to do it. Like, I think he's going to get there. Especially if he keeps playing with like Nick Backstrom and like other all-star caliber players. I just don't think he'll be slowing down for a couple more years unless he gets hurt or something. Yeah. I mean that first, that first line and their power play is like absurd. Yeah. It's yeah. disgusting. Even their second line too. Yeah. Now they're a deep team up front for sure. Yeah. All right, so I guess we puck we puck with that. Not as heavily as we normally do, but we puck with it. I do puck with it, indeed. So let's do some trophy tracking, shall we, Joe? Yes, sir. So for those of you that are new to this, we haven't done it yet on the pod, but we're just going to give you some updates on who we think are the favorites for some of these trophies here. So I'll just list the ones we're going to talk about today. This is not all of them, uh, just some major ones we wanted to hit on. So you got the President's Trophy, which is the top NHL team in terms of points. You got the Hart Trophy, which is MVP. You got the Vesna Trophy, which is like the best goalie, quote unquote. 
you got the Ross Trophy, which is for scoring, and you got the Rashard Trophy, which is for most goals. So we're going to start with the President's Trophy. We currently have Tampa, Florida, Washington, and the Islanders all at 42 points. Then that's followed by Carolina with 41, Toronto with 40, Vegas has 39, the Wild and Pittsburgh at 37 apiece. So, Joe, if you had to pick one of these teams to take home the President's Trophy, who are you taking? Um, I'd probably take the Vegas Golden Knights just because they're sitting at six, um, 19-6-1, and, and they have 39 points and only 26 games played, as in everyone with 42 points has at least 28 games played. And to me, their division, like the bottom four, the Kings, Coyotes, Sharks, and Ducks, is just easy pickings for them. And, like, they could obviously win games against, like, the Blues, Colorado, and Minnesota, but obviously they're going to be harder to come by. But I think whenever they play the bottom four, it's almost pretty much guaranteed they're going to win. Yeah, so I'm going to go with a different team. But for kind of the same reason, no, that's a good pick because you're not taking yeah. a you're not taking a top team there. My team that I'm going with, obviously, I think Tampa's the favorite for this. I just think they're stacked, but we're not going to pick Tampa because yeah, that's, that's not boring. really fair. Uh, we kind of said the Islanders. I mean, as of right now, we're out on them, especially winning this type of thing here. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Washington Capitals. They're a really good team. They're playing really well. You know, the Islanders were getting all this hype on their nine-game win streak, but uh, the Capitals are also 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. They're on a six-game win streak. They're plus 15 in goal, differ- goal differential, which is solid for them. They only have 29 games played. They have 19 wins, so they win a majority of their games. They can score. They have 103 goals for, which is the most in the Eastern division. It would be the most in the Western division. It would be the most in the Northern division and it would be the most in the central division. So for those of you that don't follow, that means they are the best scoring team in the league, but they also play good defense. And like Joe said, for the Vegas golden Knights, they also play in a division with the Sabres who we discussed are horrendous. The devils who can't win on home ice, the Rangers who I would say are mediocre at best and the Flyers, who they seem to play pretty well against. So I'm going to take Washington to win the President's Trophy for those combination of things. I also just think they're playing well at the right time, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a good point. Yeah, can't go wrong there. Uh, So my sleeper pick, though, for that, I'm just going to give a little bonus one. Pittsburgh Penguins. I just think they have way too much talent. To, I mean, they're not going to fall out of it, but if you're taking a team that doesn't have 40 points already, I think that would be the team for me. So I just want to slip that in there before we go to our next topic here. So let's go to the Hart Trophy, MVP of the league. Now, this is not like basketball normally, where they find any excuse to not give it to LeBron James because he should have <laughs> won the past like 12 years in a row, um, except maybe outside that one Steph Curry year. But, you know, not the point. Heart Trophy, Joe, bunch of guys. Now, you could put in consideration for this. I'll let you go first again because I'm a nice guy. Maybe Who are you taking for the Heart Trophy? For the Heart this season, I'm going to take Patrick Kane. Even though he only has 12 goals this season, 30 assists for 42 points and third in the NHL as – He's doing this with who around him exactly? <laughs> that, that's just 
my arguments just because obviously McDavid and Dreisaitl are at the top of the league in points and goals and assists, but well, not goals, uh, Austin Matthews is, but still just, they're always like, whenever one of them gets a point, the other one always does. And for Patrick Kane to do this with Taze and Kirby Doc out, it's just really surprising for me to see out of him. Yeah. So if you're a basketball fan, uh, I can equate this for you. You know, the 2017 Cavs, when it was like LeBron, Matthew Delvadova, and Tristan Thompson against the Warriors. Uh, that's pretty much what Patrick Kane is doing. He's taking a bunch of guys that are not the best players, like they belong in the league, they're just not amazing, and he's straight up carrying them on his back. I think if this award goes, I mean, assuming he continues to play at this level and he's keeping Chicago afloat in the standings pretty much by himself, I think if this award goes to anyone but him, it would be a travesty as of right now. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, sorry, I cut you off there before, Coach Joe. My bad there. It's all good. You know, it's we got good. a little lag here in the not person-to-person thing. COVID studio still not open, but we're making it happen for you at the people at home. Uh, just another name I want to throw in there. Anze Kopitar has been killing it for the Kings. Just another guy, one-man team. They're not as good, obviously, as the Blackhawks, but just wanted to slip his name in there. He's having a really good year. Yeah, do you for think, sure. Do you think they'd give this to McDavid? Just because he's the best player in the league? Definitely possible. He's up in the standings for points by seven, and that's against his own teammate. If it wasn't for Patrick Kane, he's up 11. So if he keeps up the pace and just, like, skyrockets and steamrolls ahead of everybody, I mean, like, I feel like they kind of have to give it to him, right? Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. If Patrick Kane, like, keeps it up, though, like, it's going to be real tough. It's going to be tough. I'm glad you brought that up, though. Because, like, if you listen to the podcast with me and Keith, which drops on Mondays for baseball, Keith's getting really good at this thing we like to call transitions. And Joe just made his first solid one right there. So I want to congratulate him. Not even the host of the show, and he can do transitions. So the Ross Trophy, which is our scoring title, currently held by Connor McDavid. He is in the lead. And like Joe said, the second guy on that is his own teammate, Dreisaitl. And uh, assuming McDavid stays healthy, I think he's going to run away with that. So why don't you elaborate a little bit more? Uh, yeah, definitely. He has 17 goals and he has 36 assists, which is just absurd to have <laughs> that many points this early in the season. Just like I, like we said, he's already like seven, eight points ahead in first place. And if he just keeps up the momentum and just keeps on having like four or five point games, then yeah, he's definitely going to get the Art Ross trophy. There's no one catching him. Yeah. I mean, just for comparison, uh, the current leader in goals is Austin Matthews. And on the season, he has 36 points. McDavid has 53 points. So I don't, I don't know if anyone could catch him in general. I just want to throw that out there. So I agree. Ross Trophy, I think, is McDavid's to lose. Uh, we got two more here. Let's go to the Vezina. Let's talk some goalies. Goalie awards are kind of hard to judge because they don't really have too many major statistical categories. Um, but I do think having some flash to your game is definitely a part of this because you know some goalies are more flashy than others, as we know. But I guess I'll go first for the goalies. I think Mark Andre Fleury is like running away 
with this as of right now today. Vegas is a good team, right? Joe kind of talked about them before. They're seventh in the entire league in points, so that bodes well for him. The other thing is when you look at it, 936 save percentage, four shutouts, and a 177 goals against. The only guy ahead of him in these categories is Peter Mrazek, and I'm pretty sure he's been injured for like quite some time. Season. <laughs> yeah, like he, he hasn't played like at all. So that would essentially mean Flurry leads every single major goalie category there is. Except and his team wins. is winning. Except for wins, but his team does win. So they're a good they team. They do indeed. So do you think someone like Vasilevsky, Grubauer, or Varlamov could catch him? Um, I honestly think it's just between Flory and Vasilevsky. And the only reason I also agree with you that Flory should get it is just because that the team Vasilevsky's playing behind and the team that he is playing in front of is just so much better than most like other teams in the league and he's eighteen three and one, but like you said, Flurry beats him in every stat except for wins, and he only has three less wins than him. So, yeah, I think it's just going to be be between Flurry and Vasilevsky comes the end of the season. Yeah, so listen, I'm with you on that. I think – all right, so let me ask you just a question not related to awards. Who do you think is the better goalie, Flurry or Vasilevsky? Vasilevsky. I agree. But the team he's on, like you said, kind of – it's not fair to punish him because they're stacked, but like they are ri- yeah, ridiculous. Kind of, yeah, yeah. But I, def- I think if you like switch their teams, like Vasilevsky, like still, I think he's just a better goalie. Yeah, guy. for sure. Unfortunately for Flurry, we get stuck watching him in that stupid Chrome every night. But that's a shame. That's a <laughs> yeah. shame. Uh, all right, so let's go to the last one here in terms of trophies, and then we'll move on to some betting picks for you because I know a lot of you come here strictly for that. Rashard Trophy, which would be the leader in goals at the end of the season. Matthews has 21. You got McDavid, teammate, Dreisaitl, and Toffoli all at 17. So this one's tight to me because I don't think Matthews is a shoe-in for this. So are you going to stick with Austin Matthews or are you going to go in a different direction? He's got the head nod. I'm, I'm <laughs> sticking with Austin Matthews 100%. And why would that be in 27 games? And as long as he's playing with Mitch Marner, I just don't think he's going to slow down unless he gets hurt again. Cause he was hurt for like a couple games, but he just has come back and he's still just putting the puck in the net on a very consistent basis. So I happen to agree that I think Matthews is in a good spot. Um, But if I think, McDavid is going to run away with the Ross. I'm going to take him to take the Richard Trophy home as well. He's only down four goals. I know I sound like a loser taking the best guy in the NHL to win, you know, an award. But listen, the Oilers, they go as he goes. He plays well, they win. But I feel like the Oilers are a two-man team. It's McDavid and Dry. Uh, and like as we mentioned before in game, not only could they jam make it so that no one could catch either one of them, but they could also catch up in goals too. So got to pick his games first, which means I will give my game first. I will go back and forth, right? So my first game here is the Carolina Hurricanes, minus 200, not the best odds, against the Blue Jackets. And I'm going to do this for two reasons. Well, kind of three, but mainly two. Carolina's won 8 of 10. They were just on an eight-game winning streak. They're playing really well. They're at the top of the standings. I just like their team a lot. 
Blue Jackets, as we mentioned before, not playing too well. And listen, I've won three straight times against the Blue Jackets. So we're going to keep going to the well until there's nothing left in it. So give me the Hurricanes as my first game this week. So who do you got as your number one? Um, For my first game of the week, I have Anaheim plus 105 over Arizona. And the reason I'm taking this because Anaheim's lost four straight. Arizona's not the strongest team in the division. And Anaheim was up, what, like 3-1 against Colorado and then ended up losing – uh, what was it like eight to five? That was kind of a <laughs> joke and embarrassing performance yeah. from them. So hopefully they could turn it around against Phoenix. Yeah. Did you see their unis last night though? Yeah, those are clean. I like. Oh them man, I love those. Those are so nice. We had to start the petition to get those going every game. <laughs> I showed Tyler. Sure. I showed Tyler. For those of you that have no idea who Tyler is, that would be my brother. I showed my brother last night. And he was just like, why would you ever not wear that every game? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, your uniforms yeah, exactly. are mad boring. Like, wear they, that. They are mad boring. They're, like, ugly and, like, doesn't really, like, yeah, like, they're stupid. These ones yeah. are really cool. Ever since they stopped being the Mighty Ducks, they just had they're not the same for me. Were you even yeah. alive when they were the Mighty Ducks? I don't even know. Probably not. I'm going to go with you. Uh, we could see when they, when they retired that, but that was, like, early 2000s. Let's see. Why don't you give your second game while I fact check that? Uh, the second game, I like Winnipeg plus 105 against Edmonton. Edmonton's been struggling the last couple games, so I think that uh, Winnipeg will definitely take advantage since they just lost their last game and uh, win since they're tied in the division right now. And I just like Winnipeg over Edmonton. All right, that's a good way to go. And they've played some pretty good games this year between uh, those two teams. Uh, let's see who we got here. So I'm just checking out what we said before about the Mighty Ducks thing here. Um, so it looks like 05, 06 is when they stopped being the Mighty Ducks. So, yeah, you were alive. I thought yeah, it was before was that. Yeah. So I was looking up a little Timu Solani here because I know he played for the Ducks for a long time. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so back to my last game here. Sorry, we got sidetracked with the uniforms, but I can't help a clean uni, so. Can't. My last game, Panthers minus 220 against the Predators. I know I'm not giving you the best odds, but if you look at the betting slate for Thursday, March 18th, it ain't great in terms of good odds and games we like. So we're just going to take the favorite teams. Panthers are really hot right now, 7-1-2. and two. Over their last 10, Nashville's 4-5-1. and one. They're also negative 26 on the goal differential on the season, which is not great. We mentioned before, Florida's at the top of the standings. They're just playing really well. Not just their top line. Like, their whole team's just playing well. I really like Sergei Bobrovsky in that. So I'm going to go with the Panthers as my last pick for Thursday. So to recap, we got Hurricanes and Panthers for me. We got Jets and Ducks for Joe. Joe is kind of zigging while people might be zagging, so he'll give you some upside there. All right, Joe. Last thing here before we give you a little tease for next week, potentially. Games of the weekend, you know we like to convert or create some casual fans. Or if you're a hardcore fan, you got nothing to do, you want to catch a good game, we give you a little preview. So what's your game of the weekend? Now, just to be fair, he stole mine, but it was his turn to pick first. So, 
What do you got? I chose the Panthers versus the Lightning for PM because he's on greedy. Sunday. <laughs> because that's going to be the best game this weekend. Yeah, because, you're right. Uh, it the is. Panthers and Lightning are tied both with 42 points for the top of the Central Division as two of the top teams in the league. So yeah, it's definitely going to be the best game to watch this week. Yeah, I mean. That would have been my game, but I didn't get to pick first this week. So what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? It happens. Um, but luckily for me, there's another quality game on. So Wild Avalanche, 3 p.m. Saturday, NHL Network. You can catch the game. Right? They are currently second and third in the Western Division. They're both seven two and one in their past ten games. They both have 86 goals for. They both have 64 goals against. They are right there neck and neck with each other. They're two very evenly matched teams. And I know we talked some trophies before. This is where we interloop someone else here. I really think Kirill Kaprizov is a lock for the Calder Trophy, which would be Rookie of the Year. And he will be playing in this game. And he's to me, he's electric. I really like him a lot. Yeah, he's a good young stud. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to catch some good young talent there, Kaprizov's your guy for sure. Joe agrees. So, next week, you know, we're getting a little bit closer to the trading deadline. We can give you a deeper standings update, right? Obviously, we'll come at you with all the news that we have. But remember, we're going to need you to follow Beak Brands, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Feel free to interact with me and Joe. You can follow me at Tim Ferdinand. You can follow Joe at Joe Wilson 24 two E's for Joe. Check out the website, beakbrands.com. Podcasts are there. Written content is there. We're in full deep dive mode with NFL free agency, start of the MLB season. Obviously, you're here for hockey, so you know we're all with that. And number three, please subscribe and follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to our podcast, which would be Speak to the Beak. Give us a rate and review. Listen, if you got some suggestions you want to hit us with, you can hit us on Instagram. You can hit us on the rate and review part of Apple. We check that out. If you think you dig it so far, hit us with five stars. Share with your friends. Whew. Got to get that all out there. Yes, sir. So with that being said, we will be back at this next Wednesday to record. Thursday is when hockey drops. We will speak to you soon, or you'll be hearing us soon, one, one or the other. So until then, we're out.